0: Yeah, good to be here, and I want to reiterate what Brendan said about thanks for all your help with that garage sale and the field house, uh, what's it called, Coliseum cleanups, so that we had great help and support, and the funds are going to be used to help students go on the spring break trip to Florida, and lives are going to be changed, and so it was really cool to see so much effort and service and coming together, um, mopping and donating stuff, and. I, I don't like garage sales, so I'm so appreciative of all the people who worked so hard on that. That was, that was great. Um, we're, it kind of ties into what we're talking about today. But we uh, to start us off, I on Friday morning, I got a text, and I hadn't seen it for 40 minutes. It was from Brendan, who was just up here. And it was very short, and it just said, bad head-on collision on Seth Child Road. And I was like, that's not good, and was that you? Are you the one in that collision? And that was, And then I texted him back, you know, was that you? Are you okay? Um, sorry to hear that, and then I didn't hear back for a while. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh shoot, is everything okay? But also what was going through my mind was, I really hope it wasn't Brendan, because you know, that would be bad for him, but that would also mess up my day. Like I like I'm gonna like man I really don't want to have to like I mean if he's in hurt I want to help him you know and be around, but shoot like that would really mess with my plans and it's already a full day, and I hope that wasn't you. (laughs) And we've been talking, yeah I know I'm selfish and that's that's a given, but we've been talking about the impossible life and how God calls us into a life that is impossible that the life of following jesus is not just difficult it's not just hard but it's actually impossible and we've been talking about how it has to be birthed by god it's something only he can do we've been talking about how the holy spirit has to bring that about and be full in our life for that to happen we're going to be looking at topics like integrity that is that god brings us into and sexual integrity we're going to look at our finances we're going to look at areas of of high level of difficulty, high level of impossibility, but I think maybe the probably the highest level of impossibility is our relationships. Probably our high, highest level of living this impossible life is is really loving people well, and having healthy relationships. We relationships are the thing that we all want the most, and we all suck at the most too really right I mean if we're real like it's like yeah we want we really there's nothing in our hearts that we want more than good relationships but we man it can be so hard it can be so difficult to, to walk that out and but God brings us in to the impossible life and we're, we're living it I mean I'm excited to be part of a community that I can genuinely say stuff like this garage sale and the, the cleanup of, of Bramwoods and the things that God is doing, it's like, man, these are people who are living in a way that it's infused by God's Spirit to bring us into to being the church in a way that we couldn't be on our own. But relationships and, and groups, really, like, being in relationship with people in a group is a hard thing. Recently, Manhattan High did a, a play, and it was Mean Girls. How many of you saw the movie Mean Girls? Okay, yeah, a lot of you. It's—I got to admit—I think that's a great movie. <laughs> All right. I generally like don't i am not drawn towards chick flicks, but you know this was a very good movie, and it's it's good because it's so like it's an experience common to most of us, and Mean Girls is a lot about the classic high school clique, of of rich, popular, beautiful mean girls, and you know the the lead character trying to like. Get in the click and all that she does to, to get in. And the topic, the title for today's message is, is From a Click to a Church. Going from a Click to a Church. Oh, wow, yeah. So we're done. That's all I got to say here. <laughs> all right? We can go do this baptism. No. What's A click is basically the, where the group is, I think we've got a slide for this. The group is a means to acceptance and status for insecure people. Think about that for a minute. So, and really we're all insecure to some degree or other, and you know, everybody's insecure. And so what the click is, it's like, oh, if I can get in this group or have this group accept me, then that will help me be less insecure. That will give me status, that will give me a sense of belonging, a sense of affirmation where I I have a place, I have status, and I can maybe feel less insecure. Um, The church is different than that. The church is where the group is a means to love the one who loves you. And this is profoundly different. The church is a group of people who have received God's incredible, unfailing love, that speaks to our deepest insecurities and needs and gives us what we're really longing for, forgives us of our sins and answers the deepest desires of our hearts. The church is people who have tasted of that love, and as a response, we want to love back the one who loved us. We want to love God because he loved us. And we also want to love people because we've loved, we also, that's, that's God's heart, there's this desire to love others. So the church is not about, the, the so much of the brokenness of relationships is when we're looking at another person or we're looking at a group, and it's, what can I get from this group? That's the click thing. It's like, how do I position myself with this group or interact with the group in such a way that it can give me something that I need? And that is the only thing, like apart from God, you can't really, it's, it's very difficult to get past that. But God brings us into a whole other impossible life where it's we receive love from him and then out of that we're able to live this impossible life of love to others. Jesus spelled this out in the famous passage. it's, It's in three of the Gospels, but in Matthew 22, verse 35. It says, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? What's the most important commandment in all of the Scripture up to that point? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God. There's that love, okay? It's all about love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. A friend of mine says, after you love God with giving him all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, You can do whatever you want with the rest of yourself. Alright, it's all. I mean, this is like God. It's it's the totality of this is what life is all about. Love God with everything you have. This is the first. This is the great and first commandment. So that's, you know, the starting point of all this is that this is life. It's about being loved, loving God with everything we have because he's worthy. And he's loved us first. And then he says, and a second... The second command is like it. Okay, it's like the first one. What would that be? Go to church every Sunday? Be a good person? No, it's interesting. The second the second command that's like it is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Really profound. One of the prime ways we love God is by loving our neighbor as ourself. And a lot of times I think it's really to me indicative of like how are this the thinking kind of the skewed thinking of our culture is so often the way this scripture is is um is highlighted is is people say well you got to love your neighbors yourself so we got to love ourselves first so it turns into this thing of like putting a lot of energy into loving yourself and there's a, you know, there's a grain of truth in that, like that we have to know that we're, we receive God's love. But Jesus is more making the assumption, hey, you already love yourself. You already think about yourself. You already think about your needs. You're, you're giving attention to yourself. What I'm calling you to is to love others in the same way that you love yourself. On this, on these two commands depend all the law and the prophets. So this is just, there's nothing more important then loving God, and then how do we love him? By loving others. We have this, you know, this is, this is challenging, but we, God brings us into it, and we have, many of us have many great examples of this, and in scripture we have an incredible example of this in the early church, and we're gonna look at that, What familiar passage in Acts chapter two, of when God's people first came together after the resurrection, on the day of Pentecost, um, which we talked about a little bit last week, And um, we're going to just read the story of how the church was birthed and how they were the church, how they were loving their neighbor as themselves. So uh, Acts 2.41, this was the end of preceding where we pick up in this, this chapter. Peter had just been filled with the Holy Spirit and preached this incredible message about who Jesus is and how they had crucified him, but he was the Lord and Messiah. And God had raised him from the dead, and they were convicted of their sins. They said, "What what must we do?" Peter said, "Repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." And uh, we pick it up in verse 41. It says, "So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about three thousand souls." Added to what? Added to the church. Okay, so the very beginning of responding to Jesus, receiving this impossible life, was they were brought into this impossible community of the church. And they lived it out, verse 42. And they devoted themselves. There's that, devoted, it kind of reminds us to what we just read, love the Lord with everything you got. You know, there's no no impossible life without a life of devotion. You know, if, if you don't If you love someone, you've maybe heard these stories about like moms who are in a car accident and their child's pinned under the car. And somehow these 120-pound moms lift the car to free their child from under the car. Now there's a power in devotion. But if you just like told that mom, hey, your job today is to lift this car, you know, you don't, you don't need to go to work today, just lift this car. They would be, it wouldn't happen. Because there's, it has to be connected to a heart, devotion. And that's, that's where this impossible life comes from. If it's just like, man, be a good person, try to be a Christian, work hard, be devoted, it ain't going to happen. But when it's from like, man, I receive God's love and I know he's good. And I'm, I'm receiving that and living that. There is a life of saying, yes, Lord, everything I have is yours. I want to give my life to you. Whatever you say, just like if you fall in love with someone, you're like, whatever, it's yours. You know, devotion produces commitment, produces a changed life. So, um, so important. So they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Um, And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. We see what this life was looking like for them. It was a life of devotion, and then there were certain practices that they were doing, and and one of those was the breaking of bread, which was really, it's talking about eating meals together with one another, and it's also a reference to the Lord's Supper, that they were remembering Jesus, and taking the cup, and taking the bread, and remembering the sacrifice, and really, I think that's so important because, again, this whole life of love that they were coming into was not just something that they were going to, like a New Year's resolution that they were trying to do, but it flowed from their receiving God's love and being empowered by His grace in their life. So they were doing all that. Verse, verse 44 it goes on it says, All who believed were together and they had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. I think it's it's hard to to listen to this account or read this account and not be moved and not go, wow, man, that would be a great community to be part of. Like that's man, that's a team. That's that's a family. That's that's I want that. I think we're all we're we're made for community. We can't do life alone. We, we want this. We, we love this and we want this impossible life. We we really do. I heard someone say recently that a lot of times people, I'm going I'm to you know, change his, his phrasing a little bit, but he, he said, it's like the impossible life is like an apple pie. I mean, if you like apple pie, you can agree with this, yeah, oh, Hamas says it's cherry pie, okay, that, that works too. The impossible life is like an apple pie or a cherry pie, it's, there's, a, there's a recipe that with certain ingredients that you got to put together. you got to have the sugar, for sure. you got to have a good, really good crust. That's the key to an apple pie. you got to have the apples and the cherries. And you, you put it all together, and then you get a great apple pie. The, the impossible life is like that. There are certain ingredients to the impossible life. And people are like, yeah, I want that life. But they're like, but I, you know, let's, I don't like apples. You start taking out like a certain rest, certain ingredients, and then you don't have an apple pie anymore. And the ingredients of the impossible life—they're they're listed right here. Um, yeah, the things we've been talking about the last couple weeks—it starts with repentance and faith, or believing loyalty. None of that—you don't—you don't got an impossible life. You've got to be baptized in water. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Those are all essential ingredients to this impossible life. And then these practices of the early church. Those are also essential ingredients of this impossible life. You've got to be added to a church. I, I saw a meme yesterday that I've seen so many times, you've probably seen it before. It's basically, someone saying, hey, I've, I haven't given up on God, but I've given up on the church. And it's, it's so easy to say that. <coughs> but really, it doesn't work. Like you can't have the impossible life. You, you really, and God doesn't really, he's like, so you love me, but not my bride? Like, I, that doesn't really work. You know, it's a package. You love me, but not my body? Like, that, that doesn't work. We've got to be part of a church to be in this impossible life. So, you've got to be out of the church. So there's got to be a devotion to the Word, the Apostles' teaching, and a teachability in our lives where we're in the Word, we're learning the Word, we're applying it to our life. There's got to be prayer and, and worship, um, there's got to be evangelism, sharing the gospel with those around us, and generosity. These are all in qualities that, th- that the early church, like, they had. And that's what produced this great apple pie. And it's the same stuff that produces it in our life. Um, so you may be like, yeah, I, I love all that, but except for that one. It's like, well, maybe that's the ingredient that God wants to bring out in your life, to bring you into this impossible life. Um, a couple chapters later in Acts 4, we talk, there's, we're learning more about what was happening with with this impossible community, and I'm doing a juggling act here, I'll turn the page, verse 32, now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. That's powerful. In the beginning of it, everyone, everyone was of one heart and one soul. Yeah. We okay there? All I heard was a drop. That <laughs> was short-lived crying, so that's nice. Good sign. <clears throat> and with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any who had need. Wow, it's, it's this again. We just see the continuing working out of this of people living for others, people loving their neighbor as themselves. I'll tell you, this is <clears throat> this is such a good thing. I I, I love how. Uh, one one of the members of our church, uh, Matt and Emily Ragoza, just had their baby girl, Yay. Annika, on Thursday, was it, I think, yeah? And I got to see her on Friday, and beautiful, tiny, little girl. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I've got five kids, and I'm seeing these new time, first-time parents, like, <laughs> figuring out how to swaddle a baby and how to get her to stop crying, and I'm going there's a lot ahead for you. <laughs> I've, been like, I've been kind of feeling a little dread for them, honestly, the last week or so. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so not it's the most wonderful thing in the world. Also, like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> like, this is hard. This is hard. First baby. It's hard. And, but I love it's like maybe we're a community and we got a meal train and people are bringing meals. And it's like, we get to support them and walk through that with them. And that's that's so good. I know and when my wife was sick and we were going through all of the intensity of that, like just the support that we received from you all and others was just so life-changing. Like it, it, it would have it made things so much, like it would have been insanely different if it wasn't for that. Like I, I, can't, I can't even, like it would have been, I don't, I don't think I could have made it without the support that people brought. And this is the kind of community that like we need. And so often it's like, we we think I'm okay, and then you need a community, but you haven't been in a community before you needed it, and then, wow, that's a challenge. And so, but this is the kind of community we get to receive when we need it, and we get to give to those around us. Um, But I read this description, and it's like, wow, that sounds great. But it's also like, there are reasons why people don't live like this, right? There are reasons why people don't consider everything is not their own, but belonging to others. It's it's costly. It, it, there's a price tag to that. It costs you something. It's inconvenient. You know, like Brendan's text. Uh, like, man, don't get in a head-on collision. That messes up my day. No, it's it man. It's it's inconvenient, and it's so countercultural. It's so countercultural. Another pastor friend of mine says that trying to live this kind of life, this impossible life, this Christian life, it's like, it's like trying to play tennis in a car. Like trying to like continue your modern lifestyle and live a Christian life, it's just as impossible as playing tennis in a car. Like something's got to give. It's just you can't do it. You got to get out of that car. You got to get out of that culture. You got to like, it's a radically different environment than the way people are living to come into this and so it's like a lot of times we're telling you like let me just like you know can i play paddle on in the back seat no it's not going to work like you gotta it's, it's got to be a totally different coming into something different than the norm but it's worth it it's so worth it it's what we all long for and where our greatest joy in life comes from um all the full number of those back to verse 32 who believed were of one heart and soul No one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. Man, what what is that worth? What's it worth to be that kind of community? How much does the world need that? What can that kind of community accomplish? All right, think about this that, like, this is in the, just quickly when the church was launched, they were already, they, they were providing for the financial needs of people so much, and thousands of people, that there was, much better than our welfare system the church was caring for the needs of the poor like man what that is what we're called to be like we're called to be that for one another and for our community that we would be providing the answers to those in need <clears throat> Matthew 7:12 the golden rule Jesus says so whatever you wish that others would do to you do also to them For this is the law and the prophets. Again, this is what it's all about. This is what God's word is all about. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So profound to live like this. And there had actually been other um, Confucius had said something sort of like this. He'd said, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. But Jesus... It's, it's different. It's a higher way of living because it's not just like don't hurt people, but it's love people. The way, what you would want, think, put yourself in someone else's shoes and see their needs, see their life. And if you were them, what would you want to be done to you? That's the way God calls us to live. And not, not what can I get? Again, it's, it's back to the click versus church thing. The click is okay. What can I get from this? But the impossible life, the, this impossible community is, hey, what can I give? What can I give to the people around me? So, yeah, I, this is just always. I again, this is. I, it's it really stinks trying to. It's it's hard to be a, to preach because every week I'm like, I'm so unqualified to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, I'm so bad, I'm so bad at living like this, I'm so selfish, <laughs> like, I really, I don't, I don't know why I'm, why. there's somebody better, surely, to do this, so I, I get it, like, I get, like, I, I fall so short, so much of the time, in, in living this out, <clears throat> but it, it's also, like, there is the grace of God, like, I'm living this way a lot better than I used to, you know, I'm less selfish than I used to be, you know, I mean, you know, it was horrible, and now it's just, Pretty bad, okay? <laughs> but it's going the right direction. <coughs> but God brings us, he does, he brings us into this, this different way of living. And so I just trust that like, there's something God's got for you. you know, what does this look like? What's, how is God wanting you to, to move into this more fully? What does it look like to, to take the next step? Um, <clears throat> you know, maybe it's, it's, it looks like, I mean, it definitely looks like this. It's just weaving or learning to live relationally. In the flow of your week. Learning to not be like so easy to do for some of us like okay let me get my stuff done and then I'll think about people that I can love. I'll think about my relationships but it's learning how to work that into the fabric of your week. Maybe like going to the store together or like having meals together. Wow look at what they were doing in Acts. you know like well I'm eating anyway let's have other people in my house for that. <coughs> um, it's, it's working that into your your rhythm. Maybe it's giving one more night a week to, to being together with the church or doing something with, with other believers. Um, maybe it's committing to a community group, like, like Brendan talked about. Maybe it's with your generosity and your finances. Maybe it's signing up for the meal train for Matt and Emily Ragoza this week. Um, maybe it's finding someone to, to go through the Kingdom of the Living Discipleship Guide. Either for you for the first time, or to take someone else through who's never been through. Maybe it's serving on Sunday morning, giving a Sunday a month, and joining one of our volunteer teams and being like, "Hey, I can I can love other people in this way." Um, But there are Pratt. I just want to you know encourage you to think about God. What are you putting on my heart? How can I grow in coming into this impossible life more than I am right now? Um, Yeah. Imagine. You know. I mean. Imagine, like, being in this city on a hill, being, seeing the church in Manhattan, living this out. Like, if they did it in Acts, when they didn't have dishwashers and washing machines, like, they lived this way, and there was not a needy person among them. Like it's, it's possible. Like it's possible for the church in Manhattan to be a place where the world is like, whoa. That's actually what, one of the reasons the, the Roman Empire like they, they converted to Christianity, was it was said of them, oh, look how they love one another. It was radical. Like the, wrong, the Christians were the first people to care for, to really care for women. They cared for children. They cared for babies that were abandoned. It was, they cared for slaves. It was, no one else did this. And it melted the hearts of their culture. Like, wow, this this is this there must be this must be the true God because this does not just happen on its own. And so this is the, the community we get to be a part of. I want to pray for us. Let's let's pray together. Lord, thanks. Lord, thank you for extending your love to us. Thank you for adding us to one another. Thank you for this impossible life. Lord, I just I thank you honestly that I get to be part of this church and part of a community that loves so well. And Lord, will you just continue we, to, by your grace and power, help us to, to have your grace and your love in us and flowing through us that the world around us would say, wow, there is a God. Look at how they love. Lord, we thank you for that. We trust you. Lead us on in Jesus' name. Amen.